the racing addicts. It's like a circle. Great racing circle. That's staying in. Great racing circle. Brought to you by. Where, where, where's my endorsement? Hello. That's staying in. No, no. The racing addicts. You would. Ready. Ready. It doesn't work like that. Stand by. The racing addicts. Stand by. The racing addicts. You would. Welcome back to another episode of the Racing Addicts Podcast. We are live. I mean, I guess we're live right now. We we are live from Darlington Raceway, the uh, Petty Campground in the uh, 28-foot camper. How you doing, Noel? Doing good, man. How you good, doing? Good, good. So, we got a whole lot to break down. Um, so much to break down, so little time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's <sighs> such, such a weekend. Um, it's after 11 here. Which it wouldn't have been if the lights didn't go out or not That's turn true. on. But we, we lost like a solid half hour because of turn three. Um, yeah. So I thought I was like going crazy for a little bit because I'm like, man, why does that turn look so dark? And I thought like I had my sunglasses on. I thought, well, maybe like the sun's hitting my sunglasses or something. And then I took my sunglasses off and realized, no, it's actually getting it's actually getting kind of dark. Yep. That was, yeah, that was, that was a new else. one. Never saw that. This is my first night race for a NASCAR race in person. And, uh, yeah, I guess I brought the bad luck. I don't know. We're used to so. it raining and then causing red flags, but this is different. Well, honestly, I'll so. take this over rain, you yeah. know. But, no, you have a good time? You enjoy the race? I think so. think so. Um, I mean, let's just dive right into it, you okay. know. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like we just witnessed a very next-gen race. Yeah. Yeah, I think all's well that ends well. But maybe not. Like, I was saying this on the way back to the camper from the track. Uh, it, Chicago, everyone loved it because of the way it, the finish was. But, like, if you really take the bulk of the race and the content of the racing, like, for as, like, you know, how you grade the event, I think Darlington here, this, is, this might be the worst Darlington race I've seen with the next gen because of what you just said. Uh, the dirty air with the next gen, next gen is so, so obvious. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's I pretty mean, bad. The passing, I mean, we saw it in Michigan too, but like I feel like we, I think we just ignored it. Yeah, and th <laughs> that's the thing. Okay, that's we should really talk about this. I was really getting to the point. Maybe it's because Hamlin was still in the lead, and I was just like, you know, not happy. But like, <laughs> that that, that is a real variable. That, that is help. a very real variable. It didn't help. That's why I said all is well that ends well. I mean, if it's not Hamlin winning, all right, not bad. No cheating Yodas. But anyway, um, Larson, we're cool with that, I think, right? I mean, does anyone not it's like great. Larson? And, and he's been wanting to win here for so long. That was yeah. honestly the saving grace, I think. Like, that's what took... It took it up one point on the scale for me that Kyle Larson won. Yeah, and I think it took away, like, the thorn, the sting of how I, we felt... I think we both felt for the majority of this race, which was like, this is not great. I mean, no. I know I came in here thinking that the next gen cannot ruin Darlington, but then like by halfway, I was like, I don't know, man, this isn't looking very good. Cars would get strung out. The guy at the tail end of the lead lap at some point would literally not be able to get past. Like I was watching Daniel Suarez Basically, he helped Ross because Ross at one point was the first car lap down. Oh, yeah, you're right. He which did. we'll get into that. Thank God. He ended up with a top five. Woo! Again, all's well that ends well because it wasn't looking good. But his teammate in the 99 saved his butt because, and even Ross. So, like, the two track house guys, they were running the same pace as the leaders. The 99 stayed out front of the leader. Then uh, The one was the first car lap down, which meant he got to go to the tail, you know, he, he got to the free pass. Lucky dog. So, you know, I was sitting there watching that. Like, these guys are running the same lap times. If guys had similar tires and, like, I guess there were some exceptions to the rule, but, like, Blaney, like, he was a top 10 car, but then, like, he yeah. got, he took a pit strategy that put him back with the 42, who I had my eyes on, and he couldn't pass him. For I like think he, think he restarted twenty second or something crazy yeah, like that. Man. Like it was, so, yeah. All that to say, I could go into a billion examples because they're so fresh. But I was sitting there thinking, like, dude, the dirty air and the the inability to pass has now taken 
what I thought was a safe track because of how good it looked yeah. the first three next-gen races. But I don't know. Maybe that's an overreaction. But I think maybe if I really took how I felt in the middle of this race and extrapolated it, there's been so many times where I thought the same thought during a race. Like Nashville, for example. The, uh, Martin Truex, he couldn't pass the one. And I'm a, you know, I'm biased. I love the one. But I, there's been in Michigan, like you said, where it's like, it's just flying under the radar, but if you really look at it, it's like these guys can't pass. And, you know, having watched Xfinity where guys can pass, it's like oh my gosh, this yeah. is not it's not the best. It's not the best. Well, so. and, and I don't know. I mean, I would think Goodyear is also partially to blame because, like, there was no tire wear tonight. And, like, this is Darlington Raceway, like, the king of tire wear. You know, this is the race where Denny Hamlin pitted an extra time like six years ago and literally made up a lap because the tire wear was that massive. Wow. And tonight we had um, at the end of that one stage where that's that was the one where Blaney pitted. Yeah. Because we expected everybody to pit and the front six stayed out and none of them lost a position. Like Kevin Harvick, I think, was running sixth or seventh with fresh tires. And even in my head, I'm thinking like, OK, this is Darlington. Like oh my gosh, Harvick is going to be in the lead in like five laps. Right. And he couldn't, I mean, he couldn't do anything. So like clearly Goodyear brought way too hard of a tire. Yeah, um, I guess so. It's I did crazy. I heard on the radio, I think it was Ross. Um, I was listening to three different people on the, the scanner because, you know, we're at the track. <laughs> we'll get into that. It's who I was looking at and who, who we were Sometimes Blaney, I could tell because you would laugh at the same yeah, time I would yeah, laugh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was not happy. <laughs> no. He was, he was the com comedic relief of the night because anytime he talked and he came over the radio, he was not saying nice things. He wasn't it was too a cuss. happy. It was a cuss. But theme of the day, same for Blaney, all's well that ends well because he ended up getting a top 10. So, But it was not an easy go. But, oh, man, what was I going to say? Oh, this is... I don't know. The tire wear, is that what we were talking about? Tire wear, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember my point. But. It, just, I, I, it was just non-existent. Oh, I, mean, I do it, remember. So yeah. on Ross's radio, he was. I think they came over the radio and said, like, oh, the right front is not wearing nearly as much as we thought. That's right, because you did share that mid-race. Yeah. Was like, so. What a weird world at Darlington that we're not wearing right front tires. Yep. Um, it, was just, it was just so bizarre. Uh, so I guess we'll just keep kind of rolling through the race. So... Stage one, I, I felt like was decent because the I think the sun being out was enough to bridge the gap because stage one, you could see kind of comers and goers. It was you could tell it was hard to pass, but it was possible. Um, there was a, at least a little bit of people sliding around. And so even at, at the end of stage one, I feel like I was optimistic. And then in that that basically that stage break, <laughs> um, Fresh tires and the sun basically dropped about that same time. Yeah, and it was it was game over. It was slot cars for the next. It felt like an eternity. Track position was eighty five percent of the battle. I mean, how nuts. you restart, how you how you shuffle out on a pit cycle. I mean, and how aggressive you are on restarts. That's about it. Yeah. So well, you got like three laps on a restart, and then yeah. after that, um, and that's and that's honestly what caused kind of the the poop show at the end. Yeah. Because everyone was just trying to do everything they could and everyone's mad at each other because <laughs> everyone's throwing these stupid blocks just because they know if they don't throw the stupid block, they're done. Like the whole rest of the run, they're not going to be able to pass because like Blaney, Blaney even had a couple blocks today that I was like, bro, you like the, <laughs> the one time, <laughs> the yep. one time I'm, so I'm listening to Josh Williams as spotter and Josh Williams says, still high, and Blaney clears himself to the wall, and he goes, oh, clear. <laughs> <laughs> um, you yeah, know, we saw a lot of that tonight, yeah. people getting frustrated. And that was obviously what caused the accident with, uh, Bowman? with Bowman and Suarez, just because uh, yeah. Bowman, we just actually read the, the tweet, or the, the X-File, sorry. We read the X-File <laughs> right before we started this, but Bowman basically took responsibility for the accident, and in short, said, I got sick of getting blocked and just decided I, I was going. And I think that's really like the excitement that we saw at the end, I think, was just basically drivers getting pissed off and just not lifting. I saw a lot more patience in the beginning of the race, and then it all started to go away once the sun went down and we got into stage three. That's for sure. 
but oh yeah. What would but you I say? Don't, I don't feel like that excuses the racing product. Like, like I, I think there's a lot of next gen races that a lot of people in the Jeff Gluck poll will vote yes, just because of like the poop show at the end. And I, to me, it's just like I don't, I don't need that. Like, I just want to see. You mean they'll they'll approve the races like they enjoyed watching it because right. of just the chaos and the excitement at the end, at the end. exactly. Yeah. And then you know, there's a lot of Larson fans out there. Yeah, and like again, it was good. I I love seeing Larson win. He he was the guy I was hopeful would win. So like you know, I I obviously enjoyed seeing that, and I enjoyed seeing yeah. his front stretch long burnout. That was pretty dope. Yep, that was but awesome. it's like the in the back of your head, like you're just like this doesn't really excuse. The crappy racing product because it just it was tough to see i mean even the even yeah. at the end there you had four guys nose to tail not nose to tail but like two car lengths behind like behind each other and you know not single not one of them could pass and ross was in fifth he got past the 23 of bubba and i was watching him with clean air like he was probably cl clicking off like two three tenths a lap for the last five laps Almost. I mean, he almost... There was a big gap between the four out front and then Ross, who was the next car after he passed Bubba. But because he had clean air, he was clicking them off, man. Sure. And another, and another five laps, he would have been there behind whoever finished fourth, which I think was Byron. And, you know, I guarantee you, he would have just sat there in dirty air, too, because that's just how it is. You hurry up, and then you wait. And, uh, I mean, it wasn't like Martinsville spring race last year bad but it also was by far you're true it was probably it, it was definitely better than that oh yeah I mean, like there was, was at least the worst but mildly things that happened so you're right it, i will just say this at some point in the middle of the race i was thinking like i'm going to come on the podcast and i'm literally going to say i am done with the next gen it was a, this is a <laughs> failed product because and i'll i will i'll give you my thoughts on that too because i mean when I do give it wins, right? Like, so last week I was like, hey, they got this super speedway package to where they can, you know, race three wide. Okay, cool. I mean, all that really is is saying, congratulations, you got back to a normal racing product. Right. But then, like, look at the Xfinity race before that where Allgaier wins by just a little bit. I mean, that was an awesome finish. I mean, I think we have to compare it to Xfinity, which is such a great package. You know, it's like the next gen really, I mean, the 550 was bad, but if you have to compare it to the Xfinity, it's significantly worse in every category or yeah. barely good enough. And tonight was really, it really had me like not feeling great about it. No, so, and, and I was with you. Like, and yeah. it, it was, it was, it was frustrating just because, you know, I, I love Darlington Raceway. This is hands down one of the best speedways on the circuit. And, like, to see a Darlington race where the drivers really couldn't impact their, their race was just weird. You know, and that's when you're like, man, all right, we got, we, we got issues. And yep. really not, uh, I don't know, the cars looked really stuck. Like, I'm, I'm kind of used to seeing a little bit of sliding and stuff at, at Darlington, especially, yep. like, wrapping three and four and it just felt couldn't like the it. cars were glued you almost really couldn't pass in three and four unless you did like a massive slide job and right. you really thought you weren't going to hit the wall into four but you really couldn't do it you could get down below someone and unless you were really faster and you had good tires maybe you weren't going to like pull down the straight and pass them uh the only place it looked like you could really pass is if you got real ballsy and got under someone going into one and then coming into two, people would get scared and they'd have to lift if they were on the outside. Right. And that was a good right. way of doing it. But that was about it. And, you know. Yeah, you're you're not wrong. I was I, I was kind of seeing the same yeah. the same thing and what I was seeing. And I saw uh, the one place that 12 was able to make passes was the exit of four. And he basically would kind of shove the car where there really wasn't a whole lot of room. Yeah. And just pray that the guy didn't come up. But it was like the only way you could freaking <laughs> pass anyone. Like yeah. it was just, it was so frustrating. Well, in I think it was stage two that Brad had a better pit stop and got in front of Blaney, and Brad was consistently off, and it took Blaney I think forty laps to get by him. Wow! 
And as soon as he got by him, within two laps, he had a two-turn lead over him. Like, so you you look at a car that is that different on speed, and you just can't even. I don't know. It's Blaney that was clearly a top ten car. I mean, he yeah, was yeah, early absolutely. on, right? He started that way. He maintained, but I can't get over how. I mean, I knew it at the time just because of what I was watching in front of me. It was like he they did the pit strategy where it put them in the back with fresher tires, but not that much fresher tires, like maybe six laps, right? And I was right. like, oh boy, it was him and Chase Elliott, and I was like, oh boy. Like, these guys may have made a big mistake. And he literally, not to repeat this, but I will say this, like, he got stuck behind the 42. And, you know, the 12, based on where he was, you would think this guy's definitely better than the 42, but he couldn't pass him. And once he did, right. he actually got passed again by the 42. So it's like, I'm, this is, I, I'll get into this a little bit. I, I will talk about the 42's performance. I had eyes on him. That's why I noticed this battle. But like, this is not me like saying the forty two is great. This is just, this is just me being like, this is a guy running like seventeenth, twentieth, and Blaney can't pass him. It's like, dude, this shouldn't be happening. So that's well, about like, all I gotta say about it. I don't want to complain about the next gen too much because I ain't gonna change anything. There are good things about this race that we could talk about. Some excited things for the playoffs. Obviously, the five. Yeah. The eleven. Yeah, I mean the five obviously advances to the next round, which is great. Um, love love seeing Kyle do well. Yeah. I was trying to load up uh, points during okay. your last your last rant, but the the points are not yet updated. Oh, I should have kept I going find. a little further. Yeah, let's just talk a little more. That's all right. Um, but but we I did mean, land there. Um, you know, Reddick, Busher, Byron, and Chastain. I mean, the fact that Chastain finished top five is still a shock to me because, I mean, he. But again, it's all track position. You know, <laughs> you 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 play your cards to get up there i i think here here's my really short rant because i don't want to repeat the same thing you just said but i'm so sick of seeing races decided on pit road like (laughs) especially if you're a 12 fan oh my gosh (laughs) it's infuriating and like Uh, you know you saw so much of that where pit road determined everything and then even at the end you know the guys that somehow magically got track position at the end and then no one could get around them um, cars that weren't up there all day landed in the top ten just because they restarted up there. Yep. So, yeah, it's it, it was just a little bit frustrating. Um, we had Brad has Brad Keselowski in six, Bubba Wallace in seven, Chase Elliott in eighth. Who we never saw him all day, but he showed up at the end. Who Blaney did land in ninth, and Eric Jones in tenth. Um, I did. I was a little shocked. Saw a little bit of speed out of Eric Jones. I thought. I thought he was actually going to make a little noise, but I think again it just you kind of got into the air thing, and it was just it is it is what it is. So well, maybe that's a good segue into my short little thing that I have was watching very intently this week, which was Legacy and the Forty Two. My crazy conspiracy turned out to be half true, which was that I'm a big Carson host of our fan, and I thought he'd do well. And frankly, I think relative to like expectation i don't know what other people's expectations were i was saying he was going to run top 10 then i said top five then i said he was going to win obviously at some point like the train got very bold very quick that's all the sanity train left the station at some point and i obviously just was not in touch with reality and i was a joke but i will say this he was running like top 15 top 20 and i had said i think because eric jones won the southern 500 last year that there's a very good chance of it and I, he never really made the top 10 on speed, but I watched a kid do really, really well based on the fact that it was his second cup race ever, first one he ever finished because he had a brake failure gateway. And he, I don't know. I mean, what what is a rookie at a really tough track like Darlington in the top series, like, what do you expect from them? I feel like you would expect, like, 28th, 30th. I mean, what did Noah run? Was he running, like, top 15 at Darlington? I don't know. Maybe he was. But, like, generally speaking, he wasn't averaging top 20s. No. I felt, uh, like, he, I felt like he did really well based on what I think most people would expect from a kid in their second start at Darlington. And I thought it was awesome. And I, yeah, and just to tie that into, like, Eric Jones you know obviously he i think he ran top 10 for a good portion of the night so they had some speed they had some speed yeah i mean uh i think i said earlier in our group text but i said that uh 
if Carson can run top 20 in the 42 car at Darlington, I think that's a win for him. Yeah. And he landed 17th. So, you know, props to him because that is that is not an easy feat. Is, well, at least we think it's a pretty difficult track. Um, it certainly looks that way. But, yeah, I, 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 think, I think tonight he finished. He wasn't involved in a wreck, and he finished top 20. So I think yeah. everything that happened tonight was a win for Carson Hosevar. So it, it kind of confirms. I mean, obviously, we were, we were talking to uh, Mr. Bianchi Bomb himself earlier today. Uh, it was pretty cool. Got to meet Jordan Bianchi. Yeah, a little birdie told us some information about Carson. Yeah. Um, we kind of knew it was maybe coming because he's – we already knew we were going to see him this race and the next two. So, you know, we were thinking, okay, what's his uh, future in Cup going to look like? And uh, what did Jordan tell us? Or Looks like allegedly? the 77 car, which is the which is the popular rumor. But with, with all the races he's running in the 42, I think there was at least a little piece of me that was like, shoot, maybe he lands. But um, I think it's significant, too, because it's like here's a truck guy that just kind of burst onto the scene as a winner. He didn't win last year, did he, at all? I mean, he was close, but, like, he was considered right. overly yeah, he aggressive. He, he pissed over. off Ryan Priest. He pissed off a lot of people. A lot of people. But he's a good guy, a uh, good social media presence, and I think he's making a name for himself. But the aggression that I know him to have, actually, I thought I saw it tonight where, like, he held his own in a pretty tough situation. I mean, you're at Darlington with guys that are you know fighting for their playoffs to continue and uh he did get eaten up a little bit on restarts but honestly he fought back and he did really well i saw some him make some aggressive moves and obviously people notice it too because they i think they know that this is going to set him apart versus other young guys that are yeah. obviously talented but it's enough to apparently warrant him some good i mean this is his second race ever and it's like almost I don't want to say guarantee, but it sure sounds like it's a surefire thing that he's going to Cup next year. So that excites yeah. me. That gives me someone to root for. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I was really happy. Really happy. No, no. It was it was good. And, um, I mean, it's we, we talked about it, too, where if if your end goal is Cup, Xfinity is almost a waste of time yeah. because they the cars drive completely differently. So... You might as well now. You know the question is, like, what what is the racing quality actually like in that '77 car? I mean, Spire's making some gains. I think the car is is not terrible. Um, I mean, I hate to harp on Ty Dillon, but I, I think the car is at least capable of more than what we're seeing. Uh, I think if it's as good as the one they give Corey, I think. Right. <laughs> sorry, Mitch. I think that. I do think Carson's good enough that he can run as good, if not better, than the seven. Although the seven's trending upward slightly too, so you know who knows. But I he do is. think the forty-two, or I say the forty-two. I'm sorry, Carson is talented enough that as long as he's getting, I mean, how much worse can it be than the forty-two? I mean, think about it. The forty-two well, is stunk yeah. all year. I, I mean, how mean, much worse is, is the seventy-seven? They've so. had a terrible season, so you know. If you put Carson in, in the 77 this tonight, do you think he would have finished top 20? I mean, it's possible. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> know that it, it would have changed too much. Yeah, that's what um, I mean. So I, I think that's, again, I think that's a win. Um, had a few accidents. I was just scrolling through here. Yeah, go ahead. Trying to pull up some of my stuff, but uh, apparently like the, the low data here is really starting to kill me. If you need um, me to we, stall, I can, but we did not have, go for it. No, I'm good. Yeah, go we, we did have... Uh, Denny Hamlin have to pit a second time for a quote-unquote loose wheel that, according to his crew chief, was not loose, which oh is pretty no. hilarious. That's what that was? I thought That's it was what a penalty. That was. No. So oh. Hamlin came out and said he had a loose wheel, so he was coming back in. They came in, changed the tire, and the crew chief said there was no evidence of loose wheel at all. Brutal. And apparently Hamlin's response was, oh, it was loose. So, you know, it, it, as much as you want to blame the pit crew, it sounds like... It wasn't even the pit crew's fault. So I mean, th this might have been all on, on Mr. Nine Knuckle himself tonight. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to blame a driver if they're that convinced. I mean, uh, why would they want to come down pit road and give up all that track position and ruin the race if they weren't I, sure of it? You know, obviously right, he's I, incentivized to not think that. You know, I, so. I think it was just a bad read. I don't know. Um, but you got to question why... You know why maybe they didn't invest a little more time in in trying to to figure out what that read was, but 
the the part that still makes me laugh is is every time something bad happens to Hamlin, the amount of cheers you get in the stands. Like they when he had to pit a second time, the stands went absolutely bananas. Yep. And I thought it was hilarious. It brought me great joy. Yeah, it brought <laughs> everyone a lot of joy. So I think none of us wanted to see Tamlin win twice in a row. Gosh, no. I feel a little bad because it's like there's a part of me it's like indifferent. I'm not the biggest Hamlin hater, but I, I, hey, I am a Ross fan, so I guess by nature he's my rival. I think so. you have to hate him a little bit. I tell you what, I think that's part of being a Ross fan. It's a little boring seeing him win. <laughs> I don't really, I don't enjoy it too much. And then you know he's all sassy about it. I didn't, I didn't want two of those this weekend. Who wants to come to a weekend where you see Hamlin win twice in a row and sweep the weekend? Anyone? Exactly. Raise your hand if you do. No, yeah. I doubt Nobody. It. No hands are raised in the comments. <laughs> None. And the good news is we met some new friends today at the track who also dislike Denny Hamlin, so we got along great. Yep, um, shout out to them. Good, good people, and hopefully they're, they're listening because we did tell them about the podcast. So uh, the, the other incident that I'm really super curious to actually see, because, like, so I swear Darlington's screens got smaller. Because I could not see any of these replays. Yeah. And and so with with the data not being super great, because it was a sold-out show tonight. There's a lot of people. Um, the line of traffic right now is absolutely insane. I'm so glad we're sitting Shout in an air-conditioned Shout out to the fans, camper. man. It was great. It yeah. was awesome. Um, it was a party. But the the uh, Reddick-Newman incident, mm. I, I am still anxious to see, because from what I understand... Reddick got mad and basically parked it in front of Newman, which caused the spin, which, again, I'm anxious to see the replay because I still haven't seen it, which is weird. But I will say I, I we were all kind of watching that battle leading up to it because we were, you know, watching to see Harvick. Like, the, the whole stands were kind of getting really excited. because Yeah, we were getting rowdy. Har People yeah. were getting excited. Because Harvick's going for the lead it, towards the end of the Southern 500. Like, holy crap, he might actually pull this off. And I will say nothing has changed because Ryan Newman is still the most obnoxious driver on the racetrack. <laughs> this man had no speed all night. He was multiple laps down. The 4 and the 45 are racing for the lead. And who's the guy throwing blocks every single lap? Ryan Newman in the 51. And I'm like, good night, dude. So I'm of the opinion if Reddick did dump him, he probably deserved it. I hate that it burned Harvick and it kind of ruined Harvick's night because I thought Harvick had a shot at winning. But, dude, Newman, like, you, you got to read the situation, bro. Come on, man. <laughs> I got real excited because Harvick and the 42, I was watching them come down pit road, right? Well, I was watching them enter, and then I saw the spin out of the corner of my eye because it was in turn four. I guess that's where it happened. Um well, Harvick ended up getting penalized. So did the 42 for coming down, uh, you know, while it was closed. We didn't know if it was closed at the time. So that was such a bummer. But I was all excited for just a split second because I thought the 4 and I thought the 42 were going to be like, well, they were both on the lead lap and they came down. And I was just thinking, like, well, everyone else has to pit. And they were some of the first people to pit. I was like, oh, shoot, the 42 is going to be in the top five. Oh, yeah, you did And say I that. thought the 4 was going to be there, but... Nope, wasn't so. Wasn't Plot so. twist, they both had to go to the back. Yeah, so that was a bummer. That was the only way that really could have gotten better. But Which I, I, I would love to see some some of the evidence because I, I I really feel like the four was at the commitment line when it went yellow. It was so close. I, I, I don't know how he changes that decision, but again, may, maybe it was more glaring than what I thought, but I, I was a little bit shocked when I heard the penalty come down. It must down have been pretty glaring, or it was like really, really rigged, because the 42 was pretty far in front of him, and he also was supposedly came in on red, so I don't know. I don't know. I know my eyes were deceived, because they have the yellow line coming down off of the top lane, you know, to right. enter. But then right. that's, that's not the commitment cone, right? Right. The commitment is like... Like so, I actually have a photo of it up right now. The commitment yeah, is quite far back. Right. Um. It's it's like almost turn three. It's that far back. There's a picture right there. Yeah, yeah. So that, I was I was thinking of the one at the top there by the okay. red line. And that's what makes it a little bit like, man. He he might have a case to argue, but I mean, it's all. I mean. Nothing you can do at this point. We, we trust the good people at NASCAR to always yeah. make the right decisions. So 
Kyle Larson's going home with the trophy now, so you yeah. know it, it is what it is. And I think something worth mentioning. I know I was thinking about it, uh, especially during the first stage while the sun was still up and going down. Was where are the Chevys? Well, a Chevy won, and there were Chevys in the top ten. Um, I was Quite a few actually. The theory I had, I guess, was like, you know, no Chevys qualified top ten. What the heck's going on? We saw Larson charging hard in the beginning, but. Other than that, it was like, where are the Chevys? Like, are they going to show up at any point? Well, the answer was yes. So it was like, <laughs> did they intentionally, you know, I don't know. I, maybe this is reading too far into it. Maybe this is too giga brain. But like, did 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 Team Chevy, as like a, an information sharing conglomerate, decide that they were going to shoot for, you know, the nighttime conditions, the the cooler track? Maybe, because ultimately they did end up doing well, but they did not start off well. And I was definitely, by the end of stage one, not convinced that they would. I thought maybe Larson would crack the top ten. Well, as it turns out, a bunch of Chevys ended up in it, so that was nice. It was nice to see a day that wasn't dominated in the end by a bunch of Toyotas. That would have been Yeah, boring, thank God. So. Yeah, we actually had a fairly diverse top ten. Actually, there's not a whole lot of Toyotas in the top ten. Um, there... The the five was was fast all race for sure. I mean, we saw him pass a ton of cars in the first stage. So I think he was just genuinely good. Um, and then obviously once he finally got to the lead, of course, you know, clean air is king, and that's that's pretty much the end of that. Um, but we did have some other things this weekend. Uh, kind of cool. I got to meet Ryan Blaney today, yes, which is pretty neat. Yeah. So got a, got a little selfie with YRB, which is neat. We didn't know that was happening. We knew he was going to come to the the. Ford thing and do like an interview style thing, but then you caught right. him. You caught him going up to the stage, right? I caught him going up. There's, I he was hanging out on the on the one side, so I went over and nice had a little selfie action with him. So that was pretty cool. Awesome, man. Um, and again, we mentioned earlier we got to hang out with Jordan Bianchi a little bit, which is very cool. Yeah, man, um, that guy knows everything. Guy. Oh my I gosh! <laughs> Apparently, you ask him anything, and he's got all the answers. We learned all sorts of things. So many things. Things we're not supposed to put on Reddit. What are we allowed to share? I don't know. I, I mean, he, Maybe he, we'll get into he that dropped later. he dropped a lot. I mean, he dropped uh, a, a lot of it. There are already pretty strong rumors. Like like host of Art of the seventy seven was a pretty strong rumor already, and he's like, oh yeah, yeah, it's happening. So I guess that means it's it's happening. Um, you know, the other one was John Hunter to the forty two. Yeah. Um, which I, I think we kind of that the writing was kind of on the wall there too after Martin Truex Jr. re signed up with the nineteen. Yep. Um, and then there was uh, what was the oh the the other was uh, he he was very vague, but he hinted at the fact that Colleg is going to be filling two seats because Almendinger is going to be going back to Xfinity. Which again, I don't know that that's really a surprise because I don't think AJ is enjoying himself. Um, I mean, there's no secret the Colleg Cup package has not been great, and I just. I think AJ is too much of a driver to really want to do this aero crap, and I think he'd rather just go to Xfinity and have fun. Yeah, I wonder if he has more fun in the other series. I will say, as a small credit to him and that team, they were running around 10th. They were one of the few Chevys in the top 10 early as they started to trickle in. Uh, I don't know how he ended up finishing. I, he, he actually finished 13th. 13th? Okay, that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, which is not that's bad. A, that's about where he was running all night, which I thought was impressive considering the lack of Chevys in the first half of the race. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, because he was a hard pass. I was like, some of the guys I was rooting for could not get past him, and I'm like, shoot, man, all right. <laughs> it's honestly, yeah. like, I think for him and that team, a 13th place is a pretty solid Yeah, it's a win for them. Weekend. Yeah, like, you can't really complain about that. So, yeah, so the 31 and the 16 are going to be filled with new people, eh? That's that's what it sounds like. Well, we know um, the 31 will be, but... Yeah. Okay. So uh, I forget who he he was saying were the the top contenders. <laughs> um, Ty Dillon catch a good lord! Like how many <laughs> chances is this clown gonna get? Dude. My gosh! I mean, apparently if your name's Dillon, you can be an irrele irrelevant race car driver and keep your ride. If you're new to us, we really don't like it when people stay in the series on name recognition and then they just don't perform because you're just wasting a seat where talent could be in the series. That's that's kind of where I land. Yeah. Like, That's why I'm happy Carson is, for some reason, the higher-ups in the series see the talent and are like, yeah, let's get him in now because 
I was worried he was going to get stuck behind Team Chevy drivers like the Dillon brothers, but <laughs> it looks like he's going to be all right. But, yeah, we don't like that. Honestly, it's dumb. So Yeah, no, I agree, too. Um, we we want to see the, the drivers that are actually worthy. And we know David feels this way because he went on a pretty aggressive rant the other yeah. week about drivers that don't deserve to be in the Cup Series, which was quite, quite entertaining. Um, the other thing we had this weekend, shout out to Black's Tire here in Florence. Yep. Because we blew a trailer tire on the camper on the way down. Yep. Um, about, what, 60, 80 miles from, from the speedway. Yeah, a little and over an hour away. Yeah. We, uh, we're on the side of the highway. So. Changing the tire. Thank God yeah. for spares. And uh, called Black's Tire on on the way, and they said, yep, we can fit you in. So Saturday morning, took the camper over there, got four brand new hand cooks on it. Yep. And um, just shout out to them for making that happen at the last minute because uh, the alternative plan would have sucked. Like I wasn't 100% sure what the alternative plan was, but none of it was good. So shout out to them for that. Now we got peace of mind. So. Yeah. As you drive to Florida and I drive home to, to Pennsylvania, That's I, can, right. I can drive in peace. I say we, but I won't be following them back this time. That's I'll true. be heading to Florida to visit He's my going mother, to the land of freedom. Audrey. So I thought I might miss this podcast, but then he whipped out his entire mobile setup, and here we are doing it in the camper, live hey, and in person, why not? on site. So I know. I was hoping we'd have like more positive to talk about, but it's like you, I hate to just sit here and poop on the car the whole time. But like I just I don't know. Like the racing, I didn't think that was that great tonight. Like it just when there's no passing and seventy percent of the race. Denny Hamlin or a Toyota is out front. It just doesn't feel good. And that's how we felt no. for most of the race. But like we said, and maybe this is the theme of the whole thing is all's well that ends well. Because, hey, <laughs> the three of us that have playoff drivers, you know, the six, the 12, the one, every single one of them got a top 10. And uh, that's something to feel good about. So yeah. shout out to Ross, who was, uh, I, oh, I already mentioned it, but the fact that he was a lap down and then, you know, finished and somehow top five. Got back. So heck yeah, man. We'll roll through a little bit. We did have some playoff drivers uh, with some issues. Michael McDowell ended up 32nd. Yep. Had a pretty dope-looking crab walk down pit road. Oh, my gosh. I, <laughs> I've never seen one that bad. I think he had two toe links broken because... All the toe links. Oh, my goodness. That's pretty good. Uh, Denny Hamlin in 25th. Christopher Bell in 23rd. Man, your your heart like has to break a little bit for Christopher Bell because he, on the first two pit stops, he lost like three or four spots both times. And I think he was just kind of pissed off and he was trying to make up spots and he drove it right in the fence and it, he lost track position. And I think they broke something on the car because it just, it seemed like he never had any sort of speed after that. Yeah. He just could not maintain. It was uh, yeah, it was rough, rough for him. Obviously he was leading early, started, started up front and, uh, yeah, you know, for I, sure. I really thought, but, you know, based on performance, not based on, obviously, how it all ended up. I mean, you have to look at him as, like, is he going to charge hard? And I think he could. I really think he could. So, he did it yeah. last year. We'll see what he does. I think I think I had him going out the round of 12, I think, is when I had him going out. Yeah. But uh, we had Kevin Harvick finish in 19th. Obviously, we kind of talked about the issues he went through. Probably should have won the race. Yep. Um could have locked Truex him. Jr., yeah. man. We got to talk about him. I know Dude, uh, it's what hard a not night. to skip to him because like, he's a guy you think is going to be in the final four based on the year he's had. That man did not crawl his way out into no, the, the top. Like, like Ross, we were watching him and some of these guys that started in the back. The 19 could not do it. No, he couldn't. And, and honestly, the 24 started only a couple positions ahead of the 19, and the 24 obviously landed a second place. Yep, so. yep. Um, it was just, they just didn't have it all night. He, he did end up 18th right in front of Kevin Harvick, but oof. The oof, 19 ended up in 18th. He did. Hey man, that's a win based Carson on Carson Hosevar in 17th. Uh, Ricky Stenhouse, another playoff guy in 16th. Okay. Um, keep slide up the list. Joey Logano in 12th. Kyle Busch in 11th. That's a win for Logano because he Dude. had such issues. He was junk all night. He was night. junk after he, I think he hit Bubba or him and Bubba got together. Oh, in the right, first right, spin at the end of stage right. one. Because Bubba hit. Yeah, I mean, he, he was like Bell where like all of a sudden he just couldn't get any speed, but then they fixed it. I mean, he was down, he was laps down, I think at one point. He was on pit road a lot right in front of us and they obviously fixed it. So that's a win for him, man. Yeah, 12th place. Cool. Uh, Blaney in 9th. Bubba Wallace in seventh, Brad in sixth, 
Shout out to Ross Bubba, who fifth. we think is going to do good at Kansas based on last year. So yeah, I mean, I mean, here you know we're look we're out. looking at at playoff versus finishes, and the top, the top nine positions are all but one of them are playoff drivers. Chase Elliott finishing eighth was the only one not a playoff guy. So it's it is going to be tight for the playoffs, man. I would I wish I could get playoff standings right now because I would love to kind of break down where things are at but i mean that at least gives us an idea <laughs> see if i could do it with my at&t <laughs> not sponsored by them but <laughs> you know i will say as a positive spin this might be our last hope you're our only hope obi-wan <laughs> and that's kansas which was the best race of the year so far in my opinion um if you think back to that race how many lead changes there were kansas was a banger earlier this year so going to kansas they took darlington almost from us the next gen did with its dirty air and no passing no fun well hopefully kansas with its multiple grooves is a banger and uh puts on a good show for us next week i'm looking forward to that let me see uh alex if i can find the yeah, playoff I'm not, standings i'm not having any success i have it oh you got it yep here you go so out of it right now is Bubba, Harvick, Stenhouse, and McDowell. I'll let you look at it and assess it. I know you wanted to look at oh, okay. it. Okay. Yeah, but, uh, so you, obviously Kyle Larson at the top of the board, William Byron in second, Tyler Reddick in third, Busher in fourth, followed by Denny, Truex, Bush, Keselowski, Blaney. So Blaney gained a bunch of points today, which is great. Chastain, Logano, and Bell. Bell dropped pretty hard today. This was a bad night for Bell. Yep. Um, other than that, I mean, the, the bottom four are still the bottom four. But again, you know, this was a night that I think we thought Kevin was going to, I mean, at the ver like either win or gain a ton of points. And, you know, he really ends up in the same position that he was in. So uh, what, a, what a rough night for them. So it's going to it's going to keep it interesting. And uh, sorry, I was looking up things when you were talking about Kansas, but you're right. I mean, we. I feel like we, we try to be honest about things that are good and things that are bad. And this car works on intermediates. If you are a cookie cutter intermediate, the next gen is good. If you are anything but there, it's probably going to suck. It's the anti-550 so, package. Yeah. It's the anti-gen 6. It really, it's really it, weird. It, it absolutely is. So we know next week's going to be great. <laughs> and unfortunately, uh, I hate to say this out loud because, again, I love the track. I love the event. Bristol Knight's probably going to suck. It's it's probably going to be the same garbage we saw last year. Let's see if the let's see if the little changes that they made to the short track package make a difference at Bristol, which we have not seen yet, because obviously Bristol earlier this year was Bristol dirt, which little birdie told us that's the last time we're going to see Bristol dirt next year. We're going back. That's to, true. We did hear that too. Yeah, so that's significant. So I mean, it is a little bit of an unknown with the package changes. Again, why am I giving so much credit to the next gen? I do this hoping this is me wanting as a fan for it to be good but like i know it why do we do this to ourselves because if we're being was, honest there's some really really there's some big duds out there so we'll see we'll see what happens i Hopefully. was so optimistic rolling into the night too you know i thought it was a, it was a really hot day a track that eats tires i thought man this is going to be like such a good combination and just it it sucked like oh, you know another part of it for me that made it feel even worse not only what I, I keep talking about how hamlin was out front and that doesn't feel good that's like salt in the wound right but like ross not doing well was hard because i had such high expectations for him i didn't know it wasn't until the last i don't know 80 laps that like he escaped the clutches of guys that were probably going to go a lap down or close to it and suddenly he was in the top five, top 10, top five. And like, it wasn't until the very end that I felt relief as a fan. So <laughs> it's true. truly all's well that ends well. So theme of the, the theme of the week, I guess. Hey, if you would have told me at the beginning of the weekend that Blaney was going to roll out with a top 10, I would have been tickled pink. Yep. Um, great to see some speed out of that 12 car at Darlington because that's this has always been a bad track for him. So something's obviously working for them. Um, so yeah. it's got to be a different Ford out there that's good other than RFK, you know, since RFK is dominating. I that's guess true. It might as well be the 12 car. So. Well, so the irony is tonight, as far as the Ford camp, I felt like we saw what we've been seeing all season, which is the RFK cars, Blaney and Harvick. 
Yeah. Like that is the entire Facts. Ford program right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, unfortunately, McDowell and, and Gillen were, were all but irrelevant. McDowell had a great starting spot, and I think by lap 20, he was in 20th, and it just kind of kept dropping. I mean, it was just not a good night for them. So um, before we wrap this up, looking ahead to Kansas, uh, who's your – I guess we don't have to do formal picks because it's only two of us. Yeah. But like, who's your who's your favorite guy that you think might might win it next week in Kansas? Man, I mean, it's it's so hard to confidently put a beat on any one driver, even manufacturer. I feel like RFK is surging. I almost thought earlier on in this race that like, oh my gosh, Ford and Toyota found something that Chevy didn't. Now I don't feel that way, but I was thinking like, oh my gosh, like is this a manufacturer thing where like the like the the information like the the technology wars are going <laughs> right, in the favor of those manufacturers? I didn't know. I want to say that a Toyota will win next week. I'm, I don't want to say it. Let me be clear. I don't want to <laughs> say that. It hurts me inside. I it promise. It hurts me to say it, but I think I think you could see. Let's see. I mean, I almost want to pick Busher. I mean, that's how strong he is. Even tonight, I mean, he was there. I almost want to pick pick Busher. So if he wins, just know, I was, I felt You're it. You're going with him. I felt it. You felt it in your heart and your soul. But screw all that sappy stuff in the heart. I'm gonna go with my intellect and say, Chris, Christopher Bell is gonna. Have that's a actually, rebound. That's a really solid yeah, pick. Yeah, I think Christopher Bell is going to rebound. It's hard to bet against him in the playoffs, apparently. So, yeah, Christopher Bell in the 20. Uh, I think someone like Martin Truex could do it, too, but we'll see. Yeah, un- unfortunately, I do think it's probably going to be a Toyota. Yeah. Um, man, I, I feel like I do think it's going to be a 2311 car. They they have a little something-something extra special at, at Kansas. They, they do. They figured something out. They sweeped it last year. Yep, and they both showed good execution and good speed at Darlington. So I, it's it's almost hard to pick which one. Yep. I, if if I were to favor it, and I hate to say it, I think I'm probably going to favor Reddick. Um, I just don't want to diss on Bubba. I'm not one of the weird people that just boos Bubba for no reason. Yeah, we were but, talking about that earlier. No, I'm, I'm so sick I, of the Bubba. I kind booze. of agree. I, I'm over yeah, it. I'm I'm done. At least Denny. I feel like Denny deserves the booze, but I don't know. <laughs> like Bubba. <laughs> Bubba paid his, yeah. I don't know, dues or whatever. Hey, whatever Bubba did something it. stupid last year, and he sat out a week. You know what? I'm good. I, I, I said the same thing about Chase earlier this season. He did something stupid, and he that's sat true. out a week. I think so. of the Dagan incidents, but that was, I mean, that's years ago at this point. And it's like, I don't know. He doesn't come across as, like, a villain. He, no, I, I just. He's somebody I want to root for because it. of how badly he clearly wants it. He hates losing. He hates coming in second. And although it's a little weird. I I get it. So, yeah, I yeah. if he wins, I'll be happy. So I won't. Yep. I wouldn't boo. I think I'll go with. I think just I'm I'm still gonna take Tyler Reddick. I think. Yeah. I think Reddick's just got solid, solid some pick. gumption. So, hey, we'll, we'll see what we get next week. Hopefully, a little bit better race product, a little more, a little more something, something. And uh, man, I just. You know, I, I feel like so many of our episodes, we just sit here and just absolutely poop on the next gen. And I, I'm <laughs> just I'm just blindly optimistic that, that NASCAR is going to start taking some things more seriously. I feel like every time they show up to a new test, they bring this like little Band-Aid and they're like, oh, this is going to be it. And then when the Band-Aid sucks, they go, oh, we have no idea what to do now. And it's like... I'm just hoping that that some stuff's figured out and that maybe there's a little bit of humility and some people that know what they're doing are are brought into the equation because I think you you bring in a guy like Kevin Harvick, you bring in a guy like Dale Jr., you bring in some of these people that you have at your availability that are really freaking smart and let them speak into the next gen. I'm telling you, they could fix it in a month. Dude, yeah, listen, I... All right, I'm getting mad again because I'm thinking... Oh, I, I fired you up. I was trying to wrap it up, and I, I got you angry. I'm I'll, sorry. I'll wrap it this up. This is my bad. We'll wrap it up in a bit, but I'll just say this. like, I, <laughs> This is going to sound like such an angry old man. Get off my lawn, you know. Back in my day. Old man yells at clouds. No. Uh, <laughs> I'm so t- For the last three years, I've heard trust the experts way too many times that I care to think about. 
And honestly, there have been people that have been like, there's people way smarter than me making decisions at the R&D center at NASCAR. It's like, no, you're not going to gaslight us. The, the drivers, the fans, the crews who aren't saving any money. I think it's stupid. I think we all know what good racing is. We're the racing addicts. I don't know what they are. That's right. But they didn't make a great product. And I, I'm, I don't, I'm not sorry. I'm not. Because, and honestly, they should... I mean, I'm not saying they don't care, but like to this idea that like, well, they're the experts and we're not. Give me a break. Give me a break. We know good racing and, and bad racing when we see it. So mediocre in the case of tonight. I mean, all's well that ends well. <laughs> but it was a little mediocre, and it's not the first time we thought that this year. So that's, that's totally going to be thoughts. the that's totally going to be the episode title now. By the way, yeah, um, I think <laughs> I just I just I may decided have rolled that one into existence. It's all I can think about. Yeah, he just keeps saying all our it. guys finish in the top ten and. Hamlin wrecked. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> and we did have, uh, I mean, just the last final thought. Um, yeah, go ahead. We, we watched a lot of good dirt racing this weekend, and the finish at Lincoln tonight, incredible. Yeah. Uh, Dietrich bombs it into three to try to get by Marks, hits the wall all four, and they have a photo finish across the line for the win. Brent Marks wins it. So, man, if you, have, if you haven't gone to a sprint car race yet, go to a sprint car race. They are fantastic and pretty consistently put on good shows. Yeah, they um, more more times than not, it's a great race. So glad we got to watch the finish of that on my iPhone while we're <laughs> sitting at, at watching the red flag while they fix lights at Darlington. So yep. all's well that ends well. Shout out to the electricians. <laughs> all's well that ends Shout well. Shout out DLG Electric. Where are you at, bro? We need yeah. you down in Darlington. The heck. <laughs> if you weren't at Ocean City, so. All right. Well, hey, you have a good drive back to Florida, man. Thank you. Not back to Florida, just to Florida. To Florida. And well, then back to Pennsylvania. It's been a while. Or, or you, whatever. Yeah, you have Wherever your next back. destination is. So thanks for tuning in, guys. And uh, we'll see y'all next week. Peace. I think we should end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>